Welcome to Mexico Unexplained, where we will explore the magic, the mysteries, and the miracles of Mexico. This series presents information based partly on theory and conjecture. The podcaster's purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only ones to the subjects we will examine. Here is your host, Robert Bitto. Welcome, and muy bienvenidos to episode number 251 of Mexico Unexplained, where we examine the magic, the mysteries, and the miracles of Mexico. I'm your host, Robert Bitto. In 1894, American consul to the Yucatan, Edward H. Thompson, purchased the abandoned plantation called Hacienda Chichen, some 70 miles east of the peninsula's capital of Merida. The property, one of the oldest haciendas in the Yucatan, had been a casualty of the region's caste war and had been deserted in 1847. The crumbling hacienda house and formerly productive lands aside, Thompson bought the property because it contained the ruins of one of the most visited archaeological sites in the world today, Chichen Itza. Foreign researchers and curiosity seekers had conducted excavations at the site off and on throughout the 1800s, but it was Thompson exclusively who explored, excavated, mapped, and cleared the site during his ownership. Besides the iconic Pyramid of Kukul Khan and other structures such as the Ball Court, the Observatory, and the Temple of a Thousand Warriors, Thompson was interested in Chichen Itza's sacred cenote. The cenote was and is a large natural pit with exposed groundwater measuring some 200 feet across. The American had heard legends from the locals about the significance of this gigantic sacred well and in 1904 Thompson brought in machinery to dredge it. The sacred cenote yielded many artifacts including items made of gold and copper, jade pieces, intact pottery figurines, human remains, and fragments of stone and shell objects. The water preserved items of wood including weapons, jewelry, scepters, idols, and tools. The cenote also preserved textiles, the study of which has proved to be invaluable. In 1909, Thompson hired Greek divers from the Bahamas to explore the bottom of the cenote close up. Thompson himself even happily proclaimed in his personal diaries that, quote, I have at last personally trod the bottom of the cenote, end quote. By 1923, Edward H. Thompson was finished dredging the cenote and thousands of artifacts from this massive sacred well were shipped off to the United States. Most of these precious items ended up in the Peabody Museum at Harvard University in Massachusetts. In 1926, the Mexican government seized Thompson's property, including the Hacienda House and various buildings he had refurbished and all the ruins included in the original land deed. The official reason for the seizure, according to the authorities, was that Thompson had illegally removed artifacts discovered on his property and that he was trafficking in antiquities. The American protested and the case ground through the Mexican court system until a decision was reached in Thompson's favor at the Mexican Supreme Court in 1944. As Thompson had died in 1935, nine years before the ruling, the Hacienda Chichen passed to his heirs. 
the Thompson family promptly sold the property to Mexican tourism entrepreneur Fernando Barbachano Peón. No one knows just how many artifacts were pulled out of the cenote at Chichen Itza, or where exactly some of the pieces ended up. While many pieces were sent to the Peabody, there was also an untold number of valuable artifacts that were taken away by workers and other locals and sold on the open market to collectors. There were two more major artifact retrieval projects conducted at the Sacred Cenote in the 1960s, but what they found were mere table scraps left over from the explorations made by Thompson in the early part of the century. The gigantic well at Chichen Itza is not the only such formation in the Maya world used for sacred purposes. Researchers believe that there are some 6,000 cenotes in the Yucatan, and many have yet to be explored. As mentioned earlier, a cenote is another name for a large sinkhole with exposed subsurface water. The name cenote comes from the Yucatec Maya word tsonot, which refers to any location with easily accessible groundwater. In Mexico, almost all such sinkholes exist in the northern Yucatan Peninsula, with some exceptions in Tamaulipas. Here is what Wikipedia has to say about cenotes. Quote, cenotes are formed by dissolution of rock and the resulting subsurface void, which may or may not be linked to an active cave system and the subsequent structural collapse. Rock that falls into the water below is slowly removed by further dissolution, creating space for more collapsed blocks. It is likely that the rate of collapse increases during periods when the water table is below the ceiling of the void, since the rock ceiling is no longer buoyantly supported by the water in the void. Cenotes may be fully collapsed, creating an open water pool, or partially collapsed with some portion of a rock overhanging above the water. The stereotypical cenotes often resemble small circular ponds, measuring some tens of meters in diameter, with sheer rock walls. Most cenotes, however, require some degree of stooping or crawling to access the water. End quote. The limestone composition of the northern Yucatan makes for a pock-marked landscape full of cenotes, as well as many underground caves. Out of the estimated 6,000 cenotes in the area, only a fraction has been explored thoroughly. Many are completely unknown and lay hidden in the jungle. The underground freshwater mass making up the Yucatan's aquifer is part of what geologists call an anchialine system. The cenotes and the aquifer itself are landlocked, but are connected to the ocean. The fresh water of the water table eventually blends with the salt water near the seacoasts. Some cenotes may have interesting combinations of salt water and freshwater aquatic life as a result of this blending. Mollies, guppies, catfish, tilapia, eels, and frogs live in the cenotes. A few of the underground cave systems provide visible physical access to the sea, and a few networks have been measured to go on for hundreds of miles. As mentioned previously, most of this extensive cenote and underground cave system, wet or dry, has yet to be thoroughly explored. In the year 1936, 
in its publication titled Physical and Chemical Survey of Cenotes of Yucatan, the Carnegie Institution in Washington, D.C. came up with a classification system for cenotes that is still in use today. There are four different kinds of cenotes. Number one, jug or pit cenotes. These are cenotes that have a narrow surface connection, which opens up to a fatter water body beneath the ground. Number two, cylinder cenotes. These cenotes are those with vertical walls. Number three, basin cenotes. This type has a shallow water basin. And finally, number four, cave cenotes or grutas. These have horizontal entrances and have dry sections. Besides the occasional gathering of rainwater, the cenotes of the northern Yucatan served as the only freshwater source for the ancient Maya, as the area has no running streams or rivers. Any rain falling in that area leaches into the limestone earth and makes its way to the water table. As they served as direct access to the aquifer, the open-air pits provided an inexhaustible and dependable water supply. Without the cenotes, there would have been no Maya civilization, at least in the north. Because of the importance of these gigantic wells, many cenotes, if not all of them, were ascribed at least some ritual significance. The sacred cenote of Chichen Itza described earlier is the most famous example of a cenote used for practical and ritual reasons. Archaeologists believe that a cenote cult arose at Chichen Itza, and this is based on the thousands of items dredged from the sacred cenote. Many of the artifacts found in this gigantic well date to after 1000 AD, from the time when the city became revitalized by central Mexican influence after the classic Maya collapse. When the Spanish arrived in the 1500s, people were still tossing things into the sacred cenote. A few friars wrote about how virgins were sacrificed in the gigantic well. The story of virgin sacrifice still captures the imagination and persists to this day, although the bones found there tell us something else. In a study from the early 1930s of the bones dredged from the main cenote of Chichen Itza, of the identifiable remains, 13 are of men, 21 are of children ranging from infants to 12 years old, and of these, half were under the age of 6 years old. Only 8 are of women, and 7 of those were over the age of 20, which was considered old for marriage age among the ancient Maya. The friars writing about virgin sacrifice were probably hearing second-hand stories, or may have been embellishing to further enhance the heathen or barbaric image of the natives of the region. Some modern-day archaeologists theorize that these people were not sacrificed at all, but rather were cast into the cenote after an unfortunate death or due to tragic life circumstances. Perhaps burial by cenote meant an easier time in the afterlife. As the cenotes were the literal lifeblood of the Maya cities in the Yucatan, they were shown special reverence, but actual human sacrifice may not have been in order. Most certainly the chocs, or rain gods, were honored there, along with local spirits associated with water. 
In some instances where dry land caves serve as entrances to cenotes, some Mayas still believe that Alushas live there and must be respected. An Alush is a goblin-like creature or magical little person believed to live in the forests away from humans. For more information about Alushas, please see Mexico Unexplained episode number 59. Although most of the glamorous artifacts have been pulled out of the main cenote at Chichen Itza, archaeologists are still exploring the wells and underwater cave systems to try to piece together the history of the Yucatan. In the early 2000s, a team led by Arturo Gonzalez of the Museo del Desierto in Saltillo, Coahuila, explored several cave systems in the Mexican state of Quintana Roo in the northeastern third of the Yucatan Peninsula. The team explored a cave system called Naranjal, which extends almost 16 miles and has eight entrances located near the Maya archaeological site of Tulum. The Naranjal system connects with another underwater cave system called Osh Belha. Gonzalez published his first findings in the year 2008. His 2008 report contained the data and extremely technical conclusions surrounding the discovery of two skeletons, along with prehistoric hearths and the bones of extinct animals, mostly Ice Age megafauna like mastodons. One of the skeletons was named the Eve of Naharon, and the other the Señora de las Palmas. For more information about this specific project, please see Mexico Unexplained episode number 157, titled The Señora de las Palmas and the Yucatan Cave People. Although some cenotes are treasure troves of archaeological material, few are strictly off-limits to tourists and others who wish to swim in them and explore them. In fact, Dozens of tour companies offer cenote excursions, including everything from swimming to deep water diving. Many cenotes are on private land and have been developed accordingly or have had their contents secretly taken away. With so many cenotes yet to be explored, it is unknown what rich finds await the professional researcher or the casual bather simply going for a swim. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of Mexico Unexplained. Remember to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on Twitter. Tell your friends by sharing these shows with others. Please go to our website, MexicoUnexplained.com, for references, illustrations, and for free access to transcripts of past shows. Please visit Amazon.com to purchase the books, Mexico Unexplained and Mexican Monsters, to get hard copies of the magic, the mysteries, and the miracles of Mexico. We appreciate your kind attention once again. Until next time, thank you and gracias. Thank you for listening to another episode of Mexico Unexplained with host Robert Bitto. For show summary, relevant links and commentary, please check out our website at MexicoUnexplained.com. Like us on Facebook and be a part of the conversation. Adios and hasta la vista.